Damn. Christopher. Hey there. How are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I have a very important question for you. Um, oh I have a question for you about what I believe to be one of your favorite foods. Ooh. Okay. That's why and, we're here. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of controversy going on on the internet about how to prepare this food. Okay. 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 Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You are a big fan of peanut butter and jelly. Oh, big time. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Thought so. Um, how do you prepare the peanut butter and jelly, Dan? Do you, and I'm talking about like order of ingredients and how it comes together. You got your bread, you got your peanut butter, you got your jelly. How do you build it? It's very, very simple, sophisticated process. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but it's not. We're talking peanut butter jelly people. You can't mess this up. Okay. You've got your two pieces of bread, mm -hmm. right? They're side by side. You go jelly first on the one slice of bread. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very key part here. Jelly first. Why? Because once you're finished with said jelly, that's an easy does it rinse. That jelly slides right off under the faucet. Very easy. Do a quick dry. Then you go peanut butter on the other slice of bread. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Peanut butter there. Try to get as much of it off the knife as you can. You can't, so you finish with the knife lick. <laughs> yeah. And then, here's what you do. You go peanut butter, peanut butter slice on top of the jelly slice. Right, that makes to sense. To avoid any mess. But then when you're ready to eat, you flip that son of a bitch over, a big 180. So jelly's actually on top. Yeah. But you avoided any any residual there and you're you're ready to go. That's my process. All right. There um the, the controversy on the internet has been it was started by this podcast called Mind Pump. It's like the most fitness po most popular fitness podcast in the world. Okay. And uh there's three hosts on it similar to the brunch breakdown, although we are sans DD today, Correct. Uh, they all debated how to prepare peanut butter and jelly and they all did it differently. But the, the controversy started because the one guy said, he kind of said what you said, but a little bit differently. He said, he goes peanut butter first, or I'm sorry. He says he goes jelly first Yeah, because you can wipe the knife clean on the bun or on yeah. the bread. Also, and then yeah take it into the peanut butter, but then he puts the peanut butter on top of the jelly. And to me, how do you spread it? How do you spread that? Yeah. That doesn't like, make I, any sense to me. No. If you're going to go one layer over top of the other, which you shouldn't do anyways, but if you want to do it that way, yeah, the jelly can go over top of the peanut butter. Yeah. It's, it's gliding there. Right. Peanut butter, way too sticky, sticky of a substance to glide over over any it won't stick to the jelly that way it should just be just get that goober shit that's already like co-mix if you want to do something <laughs> like that that's i what forgot you, about that stuff that was gross that was gross <laughs> was they disgusting. were like we got it peanut yeah. butter jelly in a can we were like oh that is that. totally something that we if it would have just come out like this year we would have blind taste tested it on brunch corn. oh no doubt or we would have invented it and thought it was a good idea tm tm <laughs> and then we were like oh yeah. That's why it hasn't yeah. been done.
Um, no, yeah, that, that wouldn't work that way. I don't think that works. So I, I, I don't, I haven't done it that way. And now I'm rethinking my whole peanut butter and jelly experience. I love peanut butter and jelly. My kids love peanut butter and jelly. We have a lot of them, like pretty frequently, several times a week in the Gates sure. household. Sure. Um, this is gonna, this is probably gonna make it worse, but I haven't thought about like the wipe the knife clean thing. Um, what I've always done is I put the peanut butter down and then I put the jelly on top of the peanut butter. And then I just take that other empty slice and put it on top. Okay. So I think I could have just solved my problem initially if I would just do one on one side and one on the other side, but I've always done peanut butter first. And then I think I'm, I might piss you off here. What I've actually always done is I've never done jelly with a knife. I've always done jelly spoon. with a spoon because, you know, with a knife, it's like so much of it falls off or you have to tip the jar and like push it out. But sometimes too much comes out. So I do like the big spoon. I get in there, I put it down and then I use the back part of the spoon to kind of smooth it out on top of the peanut butter. And then I take my empty slice and put it on top. I actually respect that process. That's probably the most proper way to do it. Um, okay. If you're, if you do peanut butter first. If you do peanut butter first, and if you have no regard for wanting to save an extra utensil to throw in the dishwasher afterwards, then that's probably the best way to get to get jelly out. Look at the way that the jelly container is, and the way that it's it's not meant to be spread with a knife. It really you know you can't scoop it out with a yeah. knife because it's too jelly, if you will. So. <laughs> But I'm surprised a lot of people do the one layer over the other and just put that empty slice of bread over. Do you think more people do it that way? Your way? Because no. you, you got two surfaces there. I know. The more that I'm seeing this blowback on the internet, this is this yeah. so far the controversy of 2024. Wow. Um, the more I'm seeing this blowback, the more I'm realizing most people just do one on one side and one on the other side. Okay. And I think like the big debate is which one you start with. Sure. But putting like the reason I put jelly on the peanut butter is because like you never are a hundred percent sure of the integrity of each individual slice. And so for me to put, I can't, that is like the most, I'm just hearing that sentence back in my head and it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Glad I didn't have to point that out to you. <laughs> this is, we're really diving into science. Wow. <laughs> the science of peanut butter and jelly, uh, brunch breakdown episode, whatever. Um, but like th there are often slices of bread that have like a little tiny hole, right? Like you, you, yeah. you yeah. often have that in a slice of bread. So I've always been worried to just put jelly on an individual slice of bread because then it seeps through. Mm. And then even if you're doing that, if you bring the peanut butter on top of the jelly, then you're just pushing more jelly through that slice. Or if you take the jelly slice and bring it over, then you got like this like rainbow of jelly drippage happening. So I've always done jelly on top of peanut butter with a spoon. I respect I respect your process. I think you've you've put a lot of time and thought into it, clearly. And you're not just out there doing stupid shit like yeah. spreading peanut butter on top of jelly because it doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks for talking this out with me, Dan. Wow. Great, great open. Suck on that, Didi. Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> honestly, the beginning of this show, uh, the way it's set up, I was like, this is a Chris and Dan special. And my, <laughs> yeah, for sure. What I have to get off my chest is going to continue to take us there. But 
before we do that, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. Uh, it's Chris and Dan today. It's Dan and Chris today. Dan is over there in Pittsburgh. I am over here in Pittsburgh. Dee Dee uh, claims he's working. Who knows? But so we. uh, we're going <laughs> to ride it, uh, you know, duo today. And we're going to blow through some pretty fun topics. We have on the menu today. Uh, I got to go back to Dan's text where he told me everything. Yeah, so Super Bowl is coming up. We're going to talk about prop bets for the Super Bowl. Uh, also, the most expensive Super Bowl package and whether it is or not worth it. Um, John Stewart's coming back to The Daily Show. So we're going to talk about shows we would like to bring back from our 20s. We're going to talk music, beer, all that good stuff. But before we dive into all of the ingredients in this thick peanut butter and jelly sandwich of an episode today, Dan, tell the people where they can find us. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to. Uh, anywhere, right? That's the simple answer. Easily anywhere, done. anywhere podcasts are available, you could find us, your boys, The Brunch Breakdown, because we've got new episodes come your way each and every Wednesday. May just hit follow or subscribe wherever you like to listen. The episode comes right to you. You don't have to look for it. Make it easy. Make it easy on yourself. Follow, subscribe, leave us a review while you're there. We really appreciate it. We also have full video episodes, so you can really see the thickness of the peanut butter and the jelly <laughs> as it's making it, you know, we're making it happen, right? You know, show you how the sausage is made. We'll show you how the peanut butter and jelly is made right here on the brunch breakdown. Oh, yeah. And you can see that. Yeah. Yeah. You like that? See who's peanut butter and who's jelly today. Uh, those video episodes are available on our YouTube. And our Facebook page, they also premiere on Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. But you can watch them on demand anytime you want to watch after that. You can also find the video episodes on Spotify. Again, we've been telling you this little new news uh, to start 2024. And you don't have to go anywhere special, right? If you listen to the audio podcast on Spotify, it is now also a video uh, episode as well. You can listen, watch both, either or. Your choice. Shouts to Spotify. Wherever we're on social media, at Brunch Breakdown, find us there. See if I can do this correctly this week. Facebook, X, Instagram, Threads, Triller, TikTok. New York, New York, New Yice, New York. I can do it. Just doing my uh, um, my speaking exercises all week for that Threads, Triller, TikTok. That's <laughs> where you can find us, at Brunch Breakdown. And of course, the Sounds of Brunch is what we're listening to each and every week. We put it together in a little playlist for you. Uh, so again, you don't have to take notes during this podcast. Sometimes we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't remember our own songs. However, for you, yeah. we put it together in a nice little playlist and uh, put it together on Spotify for you. All you have to do is uh, search for Sounds of Brunch or say, uh, Alexa, or uh, hey, Google, play Sounds of Brunch on Spotify, and we give you what we're listening to this week, and we also leave last week's on there for you in case you like them or you need to play a little catch-up. So that's what we got going on, peanut butter and jelly. I love it. I have uh, actually been watching the video episodes on Spotify ah, okay. during my warm-up uh, when I work out. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I so, like that. Nothing better than doing the episode yourself and then watching you do it again. You know what yeah, I mean? Getting yourself pumped up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Nothing pumps me up more than a little me. Uh, all right, Dan, let's get things off our chest. What do you have this week? Sure. So in case you can hear it in my voice, uh, I was feeling a little bit under the weather mm. earlier this week, uh, getting through it, getting over it now. Feel, feel, feel fine. Feeling much better. Um, nothing major, common cold, right? Very basic. <laughs> You have to, you have to stipulate that like in 2020, anything you have to make sure people know it's just a cold, just a cold. We can can be around each other. Still 
it's still out there. The cold is not going away. People still get it. <laughs> there are thing, other things you can get, yeah. including the cold. Uh, but it is something millions of people go through every year, right? And sometimes multiple times a year. Um, and we, you know, throughout our entire lives. This isn't selective to youngs, middles, olds. It's everybody. Everybody gets the cold. That's why it's called the common cold. Yeah. Right? Uh, but Chris, one thing bothers me. It probably shouldn't, but here we are. Peter butter and jelly and all. It just racks my brain how we haven't been able to find some sort of like cure for the for the common cold yet in all these years of existence. And now before anybody, any scientists or doctors jump in, like I I get it. A all cold, the scientists and doctors yeah, that listen to that me. listen to this podcast and watch the video on Spotify. <laughs> I get, I understand that the co- the cold is a viral infection, and viral infections are generally not curable uh with the exception of a few where they have antiviral drugs uh available otherwise it's basically up to your immune system right to to fight it off um it's a short list of antiviral drugs that are you know that they have that are treatable uh COVID-19 being one of them um the flu you get your flu shot that one's a little bit more tricky because it changes year to year right uh herpes of course um <laughs> naturally naturally everybody knows uh hepatitis b and c you that's usually a shot you get when you're younger uh hiv uh and ebola look out you don't want that so they got you covered there they got you covered uh but not the cold not the common cold why because it's not that bad right <laughs> probably why but maybe we can at least figure out a way to get more attention brought to tackling the common cold like if you told me i could get an injection every year like rid me of common colds the rest of my life first in line let's go take all my money take all my insurance if you're like no more colds we got it we we covered it just get a little injection let's go bring it on um now you might be thinking dan that's a little over the top (laughs) it's the common cold it's really not that bad to handle um and that may be true (laughs) <laughs> but it happens. You get the common cold way more frequently than you do Ebola, right? It's just the best <laughs> even, thing I've ever heard. Or even the flu. You don't really get the flu all that often, uh, flu shot or not. So maybe, just maybe, we could invent something stronger to tackle these symptoms than uh, Dayquil or Dayquil severe, because that makes a huge difference. Uh, these run-of-the-mill cold medicines that slightly ease the symptoms really over the course of a few days. Okay. I'm a believer in medicine. And at the first sign of a cold, I'm like, let's go. I don't want this coming on. Somehow I continue to get worse. Yeah. You're a big, uh, you're a big vitamin C guy when you start to feel the symptoms. Big time, big time vitamin C guy. And now a big believer in like, uh, some of the juice shots that have, uh, certain things in them. Like that's good for inflammation. Uh, what's it like ginger and lemon mm. and even cayenne can kind of help clear out, uh, the pass, the, the nasal passage, passage, passageways <laughs> a little bit, you know? Um, so I take, I take a daily vitamin and when I feel the cold coming on, pump the vitamin C, give me the orange juice, give me the emergency, yeah. pump that in. I hit that hard and I, I'm a good boy. I eat my veggies every day to help support a healthy immune system. 
too, right? So the I realize these segments are supposed to be much shorter, but here we are, peanut butter <laughs> and jelly, and I'll deep into this one. Chris. Didi's not here, so you can you can yeah, take his time. That's I'm fine. taking his time. So let's say the average common cold lasts for three days. That's about <laughs> that's about how long it hit me this week. Uh, now let's say the average person gets what? How many colds per year? Do you think maybe like one or two? Is that a fair number to give? One to two? Yeah, I'm probably a wrong year. guy to ask, but yeah, yeah right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you might be a little skewer on the high end. Some people might be like, I don't really get it that often. Well, it's because of households like Chris, where the average, we're working with averages here. Yeah, I'm an outlier. Yeah, he's an outlier. So let's put it in the middle there. Let's say one and a half colds per year. All right, over under one and a half colds that per year. That sounds lovely, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Chris is like, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so three days for the common cold one and a half times per year over the course. Like I said, you can get the cold anytime in your life. So let's say over the course of a 70 year lifetime, because you get it when you're a baby, you get it when you're an infant, your child, 70 years, that's 315 days over 10 months of your life with a cold. We gotta, we gotta do something better here. This is too long. People, this is too long, right? If you added up all the days you had the flu, in your life, I guarantee it would come where nowhere close to 315 days. Now, let's say you're like Chris and you're a little bit on more on the overside. Let's just round up to two. Yeah. Let's say you get two colds per year. You get one coming into spring because of the change in temperature, right? And then maybe one in the winter going into the cold temperatures. Let's let's put it at two. You are well over a year of your life, my friend. 420 days with a cold in your entire life. A year? A y- over a year of your life with the cold? Life's too short, brother. Brothers and sisters, life is too short. So am I a little angry about this than I should be? Absolutely. Uh, but it's topical, top of mind for me right now. The common cold is just annoying, more so than anything. So like, let's, we're curing cancer. We're doing magical things in the world of science. But 2024, let's, let's be the year. Let's cure the common cold. Dan, this is the most scientific podcast we've ever had. <laughs> We started with the science of peanut butter and jelly. We moved on to the science of the common cold. Yeah. Um, the way you're describing it makes me feel like the common cold is like the Canadian wildfires. Like no one's talking about it. <laughs> everybody knows it's going on, but no one's talking about it. And is anybody trying to fix it? I really don't think so. Who knows? Who knows? I think Dayquil came out and they were like, that's it. That's as good as we can do. Let people deal with it. Yeah, Come that's on. a problem. Dayquil treats symptoms. It doesn't treat the infection. Right. Problem. Um, I'm really hoping that the actual cure for the common cold is getting your kids through daycare because I'm I am just really banking on like by the end of this stretch, my immune system couldn't be stronger. You know? Yeah. Like I'm already seeing that my immune system is stronger because the kids will come home with stuff that like doesn't get passed over to me and Katie anymore. So like we're getting stronger. We're strengthening. Our Hulk strength is, is improving. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. It's like, you have to subject yourself to more of it to then never have it anymore. That's maybe that's the only way, but then it's like, well, then wouldn't you think, couldn't you just inject me with it and then I can be fine? Yeah. Like, give me that shot like every year. Shot. I'll take yeah. it every year. 
I feel like the, I don't, and I don't know how, again, we've gotten very scientific. I don't need to get into the science of, I don't know if the strains of the common cold change year to year like the flu does. Probably. Um, probably. But I would take that risk. I would take that chance. Bring that on. Give me back 10 to 15 months of my life with a shot. When that's maybe that, maybe that's how it should be pitched. Wouldn't you take back 10 to 15 months of your entire life to get one shot a year? Sign me up. Pfizer. Let's go. <laughs> big, uh, big sponsor of the brunch breakdown this week. Pfizer. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Moderna. Thank you uh, right. for your support. You can use code brunch breakdown for your cold shot this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan, I'm going to take us in a different direction here, but please. this is going to be very. <laughs> this is going to be like, please, gosh, this is going to be holds. What's going on here? <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is going to be very tailored to you again because I'm looking for some help. <laughs> right, I'm looking for some help from an area of expertise that you have. Um, what am I doing wrong when I pick a cart at the grocery store? <laughs> Dude, I go to the grocery store. We, there's a there's a grocery store right next to daycare. So I'm going into the grocery store multiple times a week to just pick up like two or three things, right? Because it's just so easy. Sure. And uh, it doesn't matter. I every single time get the cart that has like the jacked up wheel. And then I'm the idiot walking through the grocery store with the gang, 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 And I'm like, I just came for strawberries. And like this cart is it so it's led me to sometimes like if I have five things, but I can rationalize it in my head that I can carry them, I'll just carry everything because I don't want to be making a racket through the grocery store. But I mean, you have extensive grocery life experience. Do do I mean do are they not doing maintenance on the carts? Is there something that the grocery store is doing wrong or are there like signs and symptoms that I need to look out for when I pick the cart the next time? Because I'm sick of this grocery experience. I can't hear Edwin McCain playing in the grocery store when my my cart is making that much noise. Right. And that's, again, common cold, common problems with the cart. These are people. These are things people experience every day mm-hmm. through their life is the theme of this episode with no intention whatsoever but here we are um it's very annoying now i think the most difficult thing is i mean you're right that store may not be doing its proper maintenance um but they also need assistance in identifying said carts now if they have uh cart people who bring the carts in from the parking lot they should be assisting in that process now you're probably talking bottom of the totem pole type of employee Bro, I did that car. job at this very grocery store. This is the one that we used yes, to work at, but same. it's not a, it's not a shop and save anymore. It's a giant. True. Eat. Okay. Well, that speaks for itself. Um, oh, <laughs> but so, but yes, you and I have played that very role. Yeah. Uh, when you were 15, 16 years old, did you really care? Probably. I, you're saying this to me for the first time. I didn't even know that that was a responsibility of the job. Just generally. Yes. So they can be properly maintenance because otherwise you're depending on the customer to say something right yeah how else are they going to know um a little trick a little a little inside baseball if Mm -hmm. you will first of all let's bring back the baskets okay why are they gone let's bring back the baskets the baskets were gone during the pandemic oh they took all the baskets away because of that they must have thrown them out (laughs) yeah i can't find them anywhere anywhere any store 
Nope, the baskets are gone. Dude, I had no idea that that's why they were gone. Is it because like we they didn't want everybody touching the same? Because they couldn't clean. Because they couldn't sanitize them as 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 well. Yes, but you're touching. Everybody's touching carts. It's right. Everybody's touching carts. But they did have like for early on, they had people out there in the vestibule, uh, sanitizing the carts. Okay. Much easier to handle that than with the baskets. That's Plus the so baskets annoying. Can get le- yeah. Bring hashtag bring back the baskets. Seriously. Because this speaks to this very trip that would solve this problem for you very much. And and me as well. And they had these like little shopping carts now, but like, yeah, you're in here for strawberries and eggs. I look like an idiot with this shopping cart. And I those are the ones this. I get, and they're they're yeah. still jacked up. Like they're still come on. So a little inside baseball. Um that's could be a little extra work. It just depends on the risk you want to take. Mm-hmm. Um park near the cart corral in the parking lot. And grab one of those carts and you'll be able to do a little little mm. test push right there and then just take it into the store with you That's that way you're not great idea you're not playing the lottery and then most time. likely those or maybe there's a higher probability of like those carts that were in there were used and they were used because they weren't jacked up and if they were jacked up people would have changed them out they would have changed them out or they would have left them at the front of the store on their way out. They'd be like, you know what? I'm grabbing my bags. I'm leaving this thing I'm here. I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm not taking this rickety thing all the way out to my car. I don't need to do that. So you've got a better chance of a more successful one being out there in the parking lot. And yeah, you can little, <clears throat> little test it around a little bit. Just give it a little, little push, a little circle, and you'll know right away. And then you just walk in, just ride it into the store. And you've already got your, you've got your little buggy and you're ready to go. I like that because you know what? I always try to park like within, I don't park next to yeah. the cart return, but I Paul, I typically park like one or two spots away from it because I hate when I park just anywhere and then the walk to the cart like, thing oh. is like farther <laughs> than the grocery store. Like I hate that. Yeah. So, You're like, oh, I might as well go back to the door with this. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Costco needs more uh, cart returns. There's just not enough of them in their parking lot. But uh so I'm going to try this next time. And I might even, I might even record it and, uh, we can use it as content because this sounds like a great yes. idea. I can put this to the test. Yes. There's a little, yeah, a little insider trading there for everybody. It's you're, you're, you're much more likely to find a successful cart out there and let's get this movement to bring back the baskets. People bring back baskets, get rid of Talk to cold. your store manager, talk to your store manager, get back, get those baskets back. They've got them in storage or something somewhere. All right. Come on. We got to I feel like we're establishing things in this uh election year that we can run on um in terms of how to make your sandwich, how we can fight the common cold. Uh <laughs> bring back baskets. Let's go. All right, Dan, uh what are you drinking like this week? Uh well, like I said, getting over the common cold. Uh alcohol not one of those things that typically helps. Uh but uh I, I still want to uh, share a beer with you that I had uh late last week. Uh, mm. after the podcast so we're still within the week people don't worry and i still have a beer to share with you um spoonwood brewing company haven't featured them in a while chris yeah. um you know their stuff good stuff great food um but they had a uh a beer it's really a brown ale uh but it's uh called it was called blossom and now you might think something spring related or flowery or something like that no no the Blossom Cookie. Are you familiar with the no. with the Blossom Cookie? You are. You are. This is the 
Uh, Why'd you the, ask me, Dan, if you disagree with my answer? But you are. It's the maybe. Maybe I should give it its proper name: the peanut butter blossom, where it's the peanut butter cookie with either usually it goes to the Hershey Kiss in the middle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. those were called like thumbprint cookies because you put the you put like make a thumbprint and you put the thing in there. So a thumbprint. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A thumbprint, uh, a thumbprint is more of a basic, basic sugar cookie that kind of has like the. Oh, there is like an indent there, but it's usually just topped with icing. Sometimes oh. with sprinkles, gotcha. it does. It looks like someone just took icing and just went like, like right, right there. <laughs> you're like thumbprints. That's it. Um, similar shape, similar concept. But another yes, one you're talking the, about, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they. They made this beer based off of the peanut butter blossom. And well, that's right up your alley, Dan. Oh, she was tasty. She was really tasty. You got the peanut butter, you get a little bit of that cookie taste as well. Just a touch of the chocolate. I mean, it's a wonderful cookie. Sometimes difficult to to bite. Cause you either gotta go like Yeah. You gotta go just cookie to start, or you gotta take that whole Hershey kiss in. The Hershey kiss is a difficult thing to try to just with the point. Like it's with the point, with the cut in half with your teeth. Yeah. Just not made for that. No. It's it's a good looking cookie, but the execution can be difficult. Um, but this beer was not difficult to execute. Delicious, tasty, uh, very good. Not I wouldn't call it full bodied. There's something about Spoonwood's beers, and not that this is anything against it, but there is still a lightness to it that makes it drinkable and light and just doesn't punch you in the face with these flavors. They're there, they're not subtle. But it's not, I wouldn't call it full-bodied, um, but just to kind of give you a better, more description of how that beer drinks and you take it in. But that's kind of just their brewing process, and I, it's it's a nice change of pace. I respect it, and it's a delicious, delicious little beer. Nice. I like their uh, Killer Diller, I believe. Yeah, Killer Diller is good. Yeah. Really good. All right. Well, um, I do have a non-alcoholic beer uh, today. Okay. So... Today, same brewery as last week, Untitled Art. I am drinking the Mango Dragon Fruit Fruited Sour. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I got to get okay. one of these to you, Dan, at some point. These are really, really good. That? Really? Yeah. I mean, it, Untitled the minute, Art. The minute you open it and crack it open, it's just like you're you're just getting all kinds of fruit flavors. Wow. It, oh, it tastes so good. And I'm not a huge sour guy. Like, it's got to be a very particular yeah. type of sour. This is a very fruitful sour. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love it a lot. So I gotta get one of these to you, but it's very, very good. Shout out to my, uh, brother-in-law Dan for getting these, you know, Dan's just good guys. Dan's good guys. Long time listener of the program. Yeah. Good good guy. Good guy. Yeah. Untitled art. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with that. Alcohol, non-alcohol. That one sounds good. It's really, I mean, it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very powerfully mango and a little bit of sour on the back end. I like it. I had a sour. You had a brawn, you know? Yeah, here we are. <laughs> Start cheers, to by PB&J and cheers to everybody. <laughs> happy, happy Brews Day. Love it. Love All right, let's it. talk some, let's talk some Super Bowl, man. You got prop bets. I love doing prop bets. I feel <laughs> like we do these every year. Um, do we ever like actually mark down what we say to see who would have come out the, the, the winner with all these? Maybe we, we should take notes. We should um, because uh, and to give everybody a little sneak preview into next week. Naturally, we're going to be recapping the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking commercials, halftime show, that type of thing. We'll talk naturally a little bit of the game uh, as well. But we we love recapping the Super Bowl. 
uh, and we'll do that every year, and we'll do that next week on the Brunch Breakdown. But yeah, maybe we should uh, we should make some picks and uh, see who would have made the most money doing yeah. this. I like this. it. I like okay. betting fake money. Big fan. Big <laughs> Me fan. too. And um, these are on the more obscure side. Okay, these are more of the novelty prop bets. Uh, there's thousands of them that have to do with the game itself. It's frankly not why we're here today. Okay. Um, if you've ever listened to us discussing the Super Bowl in the past, you know that already. So <laughs> we'll start with a very popular one. Uh, the color of the Gatorade bath that the coach will receive at the end of the Super Bowl. Okay. Now, this line does seem to keep moving. And for some reason, there are like Canadian uh, sports bets that have different lines for this. And so it was difficult for me to, so excuse me by the time you're listening to this, this line may have changed, but I will tell you what I saw as the most recent line uh, for color of the Gatorade bath. So uh, red slash pink is the favorite right yeah, now. That's at that plus sense. 260, uh, followed by purple at plus 330. Uh, after that, yellow or lime green at plus 400, blue at plus 460, Orange at plus 500. And how about this? Water slash clear at plus 1,000. So what do you think here, Chris? What do you... Ah, oh, man, I'm not normally like a, like a bet on the fringes type of guy. I'm normally yeah. like, okay, I'm going to find something in that, in that nice hearty middle because it feels like less of a risk. Um, I could see what... Like, I could see clear for sure. I can um, see clearly now the rain is gone. Like I'm just picturing Andy <laughs> Reid getting doused in like clear, icy water. And I, I could see that happening. But I think I would probably bet yellow. Because red go is yellow. Yeah, red's too easy. I feel like red is the obvious choice because they both both primary colors of the teams are red. You know? Yeah. Um but both teams. So the Chiefs have yellow in their color palette. The 49ers kind of, it's like a gold. It's not exactly yellow. Right. It's not gold Gatorade. So I might go yellow in this case. You're going to go yellow. Okay. I like that. I like that. Not just necessarily choosing the favorite here. Um, also, maybe we shouldn't be dunking an ice cold tub of Gatorade onto like a 60 some year old Andy Reid. Like maybe not a great idea. The man well, isn't exactly... Great shape. I'm sure his over under cold is way over the at one and a half <laughs> there, for that immune in a, system. It's climate controlled though. It's in a dome. So it's he's going to be in a comfortable environment. It's true. That's true. Um, I, Give me, give, I'm going to go purple. Really? I'm going to go purple. Why? Yeah. I think there's, I think there's a reason that purple was second favorite. The reason I'm going to pick purple, I feel like people, to determine these lines, they know what these teams like to drink. <laughs> okay. And I don't know. I feel like the fix is in. I, I feel like the fix is in. And I, what are your thoughts on purple Gatorade? Just generally. I have, I, I, that's grape. Like, I suppose it's grape. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've even had grape Gatorade. What flavor get... is it? Blue. Blue is not a flavor. Blue blast. <laughs> Blue blast. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I don't know. I it's not my choice. It's it's if you give me eight flavor, if you give me two flavors, I'm probably not picking purple. Right. 
So that's another reason why I think is that I'm sure there are some te- teammates on the 49ers or the Chiefs that love themselves some purple Gatorade. And that's why it's a favorite. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's a lot of players on those teams that don't care for it whatsoever. Like those wackos that have the purple, that's why there's a full tub of it at the end of the game. Yeah. Because right. the certain superstars get their purple. Because nobody drank but it. There's still a full, you know, couple gallon tub ready to dump on the coach after the game. So give me purple. All give right. Me purple here. You got purple. I got yellow. I like it. Thinking outside of the box. All right. I'm taking these notes. We'll recap this next week. All right. Um, okay. Now, that's the end of the game. Let's go back to the beginning of the game. Reba McIntyre is singing the national anthem this and year. And I'm so upset Didi's not here. He's a big Reba guy. Dita, big Dita's Reba a guy. Big Reba guy. Yeah. Um, now, naturally, you can bet on the same thing every year as how long will the national anthem last. We're not going to talk about that, okay? Something you can actually bet on is the length of the word brave when it is sung in the national anthem by Reba McIntyre. The over-under... <laughs> And the home of the the last word, brave. The over-under is set at three and a half seconds. Okay? The favorite, it, the over three and a half is minus 150. Under three and a half is plus 110. So it's more likely that it's over three and a half. Chris, you were given pointing your, your, your fingers to the sky there. You're saying over, you were kind of timing it out in your head too. Yeah. The home of the one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000, four, 1,000. Like that's because the, the thing about that word is when that word ends the song, everybody in the stadium goes nuts. And so that like fuels the person singing to continue to hold out the note because the person singing thinks that they're clapping for them but really they're just like to see football so like it's gonna be it's absolutely gonna be over three and a half i like your thinking there yeah there's usually fireworks as that's going off the flyover all that stuff um and will you know depending on the artist now talking reba here so it could be anything some artists will just hold that note out others will play with the octave a little bit right They'll take it. They'll oh, yeah. and maybe you know maybe they'll they'll add in some some layers. They do like some half steps up, back down, up. It could go anywhere. So that could mm-hmm. really extend the length there. So I'm with you on the over. Reba's taking us over. I think I Reba's think, gonna hit it and stay there. Stay there. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be longer than three and a half. Okay, we're both on the over there. I like that. Now, this is the brunch breakdown, Makes and I, I I wish. This is something that I made up. Well, I don't. Let's be honest. Uh, there are people listening that I don't want to wish that. Hear me wish that. Um, but this is why we're here. Um, will Reba McIntyre show cleavage during the national anthem? Man. I don't know how Reba dresses normally. This is why we need Didi on the, for this one. I know. I don't, uh, so... I'm going to I'm going to text him while we're recording and we'll see if I get a message back. I'm going to send it to our group chat. He shouldn't be working yet. He should be awake. But he shouldn't be working. Does Reba normally show cleavage? Is she on the voice still? I feel like she's still on the voice. I feel like I've seen judge. her on commercials for it. Yeah. So I don't watch it, but that 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 would be a good 
way to maybe be able to tell. That's how, that's how you'd see Reba often there. But and I'm trying. Remember the show Reba? She had a show. Yeah, is, that's why I'm saying Didi Didi loves Peacock, that show. He loves it's on Peacock show. all the time. Yeah. Um. And then you had, I mean, you saw what Dolly Parton did during the Thanksgiving game in Dallas. Now Dolly's probably got what 15 years on Reba. Yeah, she's 15 years maybe older than Reba, and she was. She, I mean, but Hall of Fame there. That's you know kind of her. About. That's kind of her. That's kind of her thing. Though, so, right? like, I don't but does Reba, Reba like? Does Reba like? <laughs> hey, she built Reba her brand differently. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, the favorite here is no. The betting favorite here is no. It's minus 500. Uh, yes is plus 300. This is. This is a tough one. I can't believe you can bet on this, but you can. I can. Um, I can as we anxious, anxiously await to hear from our co-host to see if he has any any input um, before I, we hear back from him. If we do, you're or should we should we cir- circle back to this? Or you want to no, give an I'll, answer? And I'll then, wager a guess, and then if he replies, we can see if we want to change. I'm going to go. Yeah, you're going to go. Yes, I'm going to go. Yeah, I don't think she's coming out with a turtleneck on. All right, so wow. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say right. no. Uh, if we were at an outdoor venue, I maybe could see a chance of that. But I think if the and if national anthem, I think too much respect around the song. Okay. I think. I think. But hopefully we'll hear from our co-host here and we'll come back to that one. Um, this is always a fun one. Will the power go out during the game? <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm going to say no, because it's not in a 70-year-old stadium. This stadium is brand new, brand spanking new. Uh, And the Vegas Strip is pretty well supported. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, it's designed to never go down. I know in Ocean's Eleven, they shut it down, but, like, that was a movie, okay? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Unless they're coming in with a pinch. And shutting it down for 15 seconds like they did during that Holyfield or Lennox Lewis fight in Ocean's Eleven. Uh, I think, no. I'm going to go no. What are the odds on this one? Uh, plus 16 hundred that it does. So uh-huh. you make some good money if it does. And again, people, if you don't remember, it's happened in a Super Bowl before. Yeah. Uh, but in a much older building, to your point there, Chris. Uh, I'm with you. you. Support your argument 100%. Brand new stadium. This this stadium probably is on its own power grid, to be honest. Um, I think it'll probably be fine. So I'm with you on no there. Uh, another fun one. Will an unauthorized person enter the field of play? <laughs> so a fan, a streaker, a protester, any mm. unauthorized person enter the field of play. Uh, n- now the odds, it, it's it's not super unlikely. No minus 500. That's the betting favorite. Yes, plus 300. No minus five. Yes, plus three. I don't think it'll happen, but I would be willing to bet yes to try and get some money on this one. Because it's Vegas and like everybody in Vegas is trying to get their 15 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I could totally, I could totally see somebody trying to pull a stunt just for 
the exposure that that would generate. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, of all places for it to happen, Vegas, likely. Um, I still think security is going to be. I can't imagine security is going to be really tight here. Yeah. So I say no, but I think you're right. This is a good one that you could throw a couple bucks at. Yeah. Not a whole lot to lose. Make a little bit of money. So a good chance, and a fair enough chance for that to happen to make some money there. Um, okay, we've got one more before we get into halftime. It's called the Drake Super Bowl curse bet. What team apparel will Drake be wearing on Super Bowl Sunday? And if you're not familiar, uh, teams that Drake generally supports or, frankly, decides to support uh, kind of have a curse against them. <laughs> and they don't, it doesn't usually end up working out. Um, so the favorite right now, is the Kansas City Chiefs at minus 170, 49ers at plus 130. Uh, Drake from Canada, as we all know, so no natural affiliation to either of these squads. Um, but your thoughts here. So are we are we attributing the Maple Leafs problems to Drake? Is that what people do nowadays? I think essentially, yes. Yes. Because, okay. you know, you could put Justin Bieber in that same bucket. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. True. Um, <laughs> Boy, I don't know. I mean, he's yeah, he's from Toronto, but he I'm sure he has a home or homes in California. Yeah. So I might go Niners on this one just because of like maybe he'll pick allegiance based on that. Okay. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go Chiefs. Um a lot of people are claiming that just it's like the celebrity team to hop on with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and everything sure. going on there. Maybe he's friends with Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I think I lean chiefs that way. And that's probably why the, the, the line leans that way, but change it up here. Someone, one of us has to win here. We can't all be answering the same, same, same way. So I'll give me the chiefs. Give me the chiefs there. All right. Okay. Let's get into halftime. Um, now this one, we don't have to necessarily, uh, place a bet on but i wanted to share this um song to be performed odds so at any point in their performance okay um omg is is minus 333 dj got us fallen in love is minus 500 and yeah is minus 100,000 <laughs> basically saying that it is an all-out guarantee that song will be played at oh. some point during halftime. I was hearing not it the, the other order. way around. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's basically saying, "Give us your money. It doesn't matter. He's playing the song now." What we can actually bet on: first song to be played. Yeah, is still the favorite, plus yeah. two hundred. DJ got us falling in love. Number two, plus four hundred. Uh, love in this club, plus seven hundred. And then burn at plus one thousand. Uh, uh, OMG is although it's sixth on this list. Do you think he goes with one of those obvious uh, top ones there? Yeah, DJ. Yeah, Gass makes sense. Love. Yeah, makes sense. I. Uh, I'm tempted to put it on OMG, just because like that feels like another opener. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh my God, like, okay, the halftime show is starting. Like, I, I feel like that could open a show. I don't know that I feel like the other ones could or would. 
And I feel like for the Super Bowl, who's you're not, and especially if you're Usher, you mm-hmm. don't have to do something creative to get people's attention. Like you don't have to play the best song first because everybody's watching. Everybody knows all your songs. You can pretty much do whatever you want. So it's probably going to be, yeah, but I would go OMG just to try and make some money. I had the exact same thought. I'm with okay. you there at plus 1200. Give me those odds for yeah. sure. Cause yeah, you're right. Yeah. It could be played anytime. You don't have to start with that one. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously going to play it. He's going to sing it, perform it, but yeah, put some money, get, let's make some money here. OMG for this. Um, what color will Usher's shirt be to begin halftime show? Uh, I'll read them in order. Uh, black, white, red, blue, yellow, and then it goes green, purple, and orange at plus 1600. I don't know. Where do they I, where do they come up with this stuff? I never know this this color crap. What do you think? I never they this is one every year and I how my who this is just a, a total complete guess. Who's doing research to figure out and like no. No idea. No I no clue. Um Usher wears black and white a lot. Yeah. So those are clearly the favorites. They're neutral. Uh but I'll take the third best odds here and go red at plus 500. I think he will wear red at some point. Usher looks damn good in red. <laughs> I think he will wear red. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna bet it is to start. So give me red at plus 500. Okay. What's what's the one after that? Blue. All right. I'll go blue. Just okay. to make this like a Price is Right situation. Yeah. $1. That's what plus I'm going to do. Plus 550 on blue. Okay. Right. Um, other performers' odds to appear... On, during the halftime show with Usher. And now the, the caveat here is must appear on stage with a microphone. Okay. And I thought this was interesting because I wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure. There's no like obvious, oh, Usher will obviously bring out so-and-so. Yeah, Usher could do this whole, whole thing himself. Um, I'm going to read you this lengthy list. I'm going to do it quickly. Just to, I just want everybody to have an idea of where these, how these bets are being placed. Okay. The favorite is Alicia Keys, followed by Ludacris, Lil Jon, Will I Am, then Nicki Minaj, uh, P Diddy, Pitbull, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift. No, Lil no, Wayne. I'm, t- I'm gonna turn it off. Of, uh, no, she may not even make the game. If you were man, well, whatever. We don't need. She to might not that. even make the game. She's flying back from Tokyo. Lil Wayne, David Guetta, Marshmello. 21 Savage, 50 Cent, DJ Khaled, Jay-Z, Beyonce at plus 1100, Miley Cyrus at plus 1280, and finally Madonna at plus 1500. Jesus. That's the whole list. It's yeah, a so huge list. Anybody that was popular in the 2000s is, is the list. Yeah, it's just wild. <laughs> it's, it's the just, whole, it, what was that music festival we reviewed last week? It's that yeah, whole, Lovers and it. Friends. It's basically Lovers <laughs> and Friends. Um. I don't even I don't even think I don't know if anybody will come out with him, honestly. Yeah, nobody came out with Rihanna, right? I think no. she did the whole thing by herself. I think so. <laughs> I could see him just doing the whole thing by himself. Um Will I am's on OMG, right? Yeah. I could see that. Like if for whatever reason, when you read through that list, <clears throat> that one stood yeah. out to me. So if I had got to put money on one of them, I might put money on that but i think i would bet he just does it all by himself 
yeah, I lean with you too. I think he's going to go all by himself. Uh, but give me Luda. I mean, it's minus two fifty. I know it's the it's up there towards the favorites, but I think I like Luda because uh, I don't think he's ever been in a halftime show before, involved in one. Um, Luda, he's Luda. always left. You know, he's always he's left out. Popular, you know? but always left out of the cool kids club. Yeah, right. When they had when it was Dre and Fifty Cent, and Mary J. Blige and Snoop and everything. No Luda. Come on. No Luda. So that's why I think you you get Luda in there. Okay. Um, we've got one more halftime and then a final prop bet. All right. <laughs> this is not a joke. Will Usher expose a nipple on stage? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> now, maybe they could have worded it differently. Like, will Usher take off his shirt? Because then naturally comes the exposition of the nipple. Yeah. However, that's not how the... I'm taking this word for word. Will Usher expose a nipple on stage? No, minus 150, yes, plus 110. Yeah, I feel like he has too many moments in music videos where he's like like a shirt. It's like a you know button up the middle and then it's flying off and he's like in the wind yep. and it's... Bl- so I'm going to go, yeah. Chris is going to go, yes. I'm going to go, no. Oh, you you, um, you think he's going to go conservative, Dan? Come on, this is his chance. You know, I don't think he wants to... show the world... Yeah. His chiseled 50-year-old body. I was going to say, yeah. Oof. How old is he? He's got to be pretty old. He's got to be. He's got to be up there. Um, okay. I like that. Way to take a chance on it. Uh, and finally, <laughs> now, the odds at this, I will just tell you the odds first. It's a plus 100,000. Okay. So if you put $10 down, <laughs> my friends, you are in good shape. Now, with that being said, this is actually something you could bet on. Uh, how many times have I said that? Because I have to like make sure people understand this is legitimate. Las Vegas is invaded by aliens and the game ends in a tie. <laughs> now, if you have 10 bucks, now I don't know how you get paid out if that's what actually happens, but a lot of people are saying it's Vegas. Aliens want to make a statement. They'll have to stop the game. <laughs> so we're we're assuming aliens know what the Super Bowl is? Okay. Yeah, and they'll wait till the game is tied to do so. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's not that the game ends at a forfeit. The game ends in a tie. Yeah. So they'll wait till the game is tied. Co- invade and Co- Roger Goodell will have to world. stop Roger Goodell will have to stop the game. Um I'm Call putting money. Teams. I'm putting money down for sure. Why wouldn't you? Why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Now again, you, you might what, have a little... if 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 you're a conspiracy theorist, which I'm not, but I find them to be highly entertaining. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's a great opportunity. You're trying to distract the country from something else. It's like the government is trying to distract the country from something else. You yep. have an invasion during the Super Bowl while you do the shit you don't want the public to know about. So, hey, I'm, put, I'm putting 10 bucks down. Why not? I would too. I would too. Big money waiting for you on the other side. If it happens, can you imagine it's like 28, 28 in the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden, you know, lights start to flash or something like that. We're, uh, we're going to a uh, ABC news special report, uh, breaking news right now. And you're like, it's happening. <laughs> we're rich. And if, Hey, you know what? If you're betting on this one, you better bet on the power going out too. Right. Cause those two. Oh are gonna- yeah. They have to go hand in hand. Right. 
Yeah. You got some serious payday waiting for it. So other now I'm rethinking that one. You'll never have to go to a grocery store again and worry about getting that clankety ass cart. That's right. With that type of money, right? I'll just Somebody have the gonna, aliens pick it up for me and fly it to my house. Somebody's going to be making peanut butter and jellies for you. Okay. <laughs> You're going to be in good shape. You're going to be in good shape. So, wow. ladies and gentlemen, some prop bets for the Super Bowl. With that Maybe line. Make it a little bit more interesting for you. They're trying to drive money to the aliens, man. They That's are. A, <laughs> they <of> are. <laughs> I love it. That's good stuff. Well, let us know uh, what bets you would place based on the props. We just uh, pretend bet on. We're going to have yeah. to get DD's. Uh, we're going to have to ask DD about these before the Super Bowl to get his picks. And then we can review um, who did the best afterwards. Yeah, Unless we're sure. invaded by aliens and then there will never be another episode. <clears throat> um, Dan. Let's uh, let's save the 2000s show for next week. Uh, we that. can do that with Didi. And I got mm-hmm. one more Super Bowl related one for you, just because this is ridiculous. OK, um, in terms of the most expensive tickets and packages you can purchase for the Super Bowl. OK, uh, let's dive into this one. So I'm going to read this from a story. Uh, it says the say the stadium seats around 72000 people. Um, the average. Ticket price is a staggering $8,188, okay? That's more than $1,000 more than the previous record high, which was set in 2021. That was, I believe, Tom Brady's last Super Bowl. Um, But there is a luxury suite that is going for far more uh, than that price. So private luxury suite is the most decadent, as described, Super Bowl package that is available for the uh, luxury suite. You get 20 tickets, two parking passes, free food and beverage included. Um, You get a full kitchenette. You get a private bathroom, HD TVs, all that good stuff that you would normally get. Do you want to take a guess at what the price of this luxury suite costs total? So not per ticket, but total. It's 20, 20 people in it, but total cost. Man. And run back that again, the food and beverages included parking passes. Yeah. So you get it's 20 total tickets. There's two parking passes, uh, which kind of seems shitty for 20 people. (laughs) 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 But two parking passes, food and beverage included. There's 12 seats inside with four bar stools, two lounge chairs. There's a bar. You get your, like I said, food and alcohol are included. Full kitchenette. There's a private bathroom. HD TVs. We're looking at a pretty sweet uh, setup here for the Super Bowl. But any guess at what the total cost for this luxury suite would be? I mean, we we got we've got to be talking over seven figures here, right? At yeah. least yeah. that's kind of the like my barometer. Um, I don't know. Could it should it really be much more than that? Than a million? Then. Two and a, two and a half million. That's even high. For, it seems high. That seems high for just that. Well, Dan, you nailed it. I'm it's like two point five million dollars. <laughs> That's incredible. Good I work. want it. I, I get it. I get it. Right. <laughs> Double showcase showdown. Yeah. You know what? We actually had a free uh, ticket wow. to give away on today's episode, and you got it. Dan. You got I get it. the parking pass, suckers. <laughs> yeah. Wow, um, look at 2.5 million dollars. That's a that's $125,000 per 
person. That's What's the crazy. most you would be willing? Like, let's say the Steelers make the Super Bowl. Kenny Pickett's the starting quarterback. You are totally and fully bought into this team. And all you want to do is see them win a Super Bowl. Kenny win the Super Bowl. Bring it back to Pitt. It boosts our recruiting. Pitt football starts winning ACC championships again. Like, let's say the perfect scenario for a Steelers Super Bowl appearance is there for you. What's the most you're willing to pay? to be at that man and all like the residuals that you just mentioned after that let's just yeah let's and let's not like okay obviously airfare hotel yeah we're not gonna factor that in but like for a ticket what's the most you're willing to pay for that that type of situation you said the the average price of this super bowl's ticket is what eight thousand a little over eight yeah that's Probably it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was very fortunate enough to uh, be at Super Bowl 43, where the Steelers and the Cardinals put on one of the greatest games in Super Bowl history. Uh, James Harrison's 101-yard interception return. San Antonio Holmes. Incredible catch in the corner of the end zone. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get a chance to go to a, a Super Bowl again or be one like that. Uh, I can guarantee you that price tag was nowhere near eight thousand dollars. Yeah, that so was, uh, that was a while ago. That was two thousand nine. Right? That was a long time ago, right? It also wasn't Las Vegas. It was Tampa. <laughs> so ten thousand dollars for a ticket for a game just seems like that number seems like a. I can't be sitting up because like, that's sitting way up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That number seems too high. Like what could else could I do with $10,000? But the scenario you've put together, I don't know. That $8,000 yeah. mark is that's right near my, right near my ceiling probably. Yeah. I think it's like important to make it be the, the situation that would make you want to go to it the most. Right. And so if I have that and I know here, here's how I, I looked at it. If I know that my team is going to win, I'll pay 10. Right. Like I'll go up That's to 10 to be Knowing able to experience that. that, but you don't yep. know that. So I'm like five or six. That's probably the most I'm willing to pay. Yeah. Which is probably, I think actually closer to that number that I paid back at 43. Yeah. Much more reasonable then but and actually this game yeah quote unquote reasonable and actually this game with these two teams the draw the interest the fact that it's in vegas um you know if this was uh ravens lions not sure that price tag is high you had a lot more people rooting for the lions but i don't know True. yeah how much how much of this is the is the draws just to draw the game how much of it does the team the, the teams actually have an influence over not quite sure it should be a fantastic game but that's a big number. It's a big That's number. That's a big number. Yeah. Just got to get in with one of these people that have two and a half million dollars to throw around. It's just got to be one of 20. That's it. One of 20, right? Yeah. I don't even need one of the 12 seats in the inside. I'll take the high tops. I'll stand. <laughs> That's fine with me. Oh, did he just reply? Oh, he said, <laughs> <laughs> you want to share that? <laughs> Yeah, he said, get up a sec to me, Chris, and you won't have to think about Reba's titties in the shower. Thanks, Didi. <laughs> Thanks so much for your helpful feedback. Uh, I, I I do want to point out, too, that maybe we didn't 
<laughs> he knows we're recording right now. Yeah. He he has to know we're covering Super Bowl, but you literally just asked him, does Diva does Reba normally show cleavage? He, uh, he absolutely knows we're recording and he doesn't care. And, he doesn't uh, care. He you know what? No, he doesn't know we're doing talking about a, a bet, but um I this is in, in, incredible. We'll have to get his answer up off air some other way to see I what really, he actually thinks. I respect that. Um <clears throat> by the way, real quick before we go into music, um, I think the Steelers play in Vegas next year. I believe you're correct. Maybe might have to schedule brunch con in Vegas. That's the time to do it. Right. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Something Take to think a peek about. See at that. Yeah. All right, Dan, let's get into music. What are you listening to this week? Let's do it. Uh, I've got three really great songs that I'm really excited about this week. Not that most of the songs I share, I'm not excited yeah, about, we, but we these are really putting out there. Dan. Yeah. So these, these are just some different artists maybe that you haven't heard of before. Um, no repeats here. Uh, I don't think maybe one, uh, starting off with a band called nation of language. Um, and this is alt pop, alt pop band that I heard this song um, for the first time two weeks ago. It's called Week in Your Light. And I honestly wasn't sure if I liked it or not when I first heard it. Then I gave it another listen. And I started liking it and loving it more and more. And now I just I love this song. I, I really do. Um, and I wasn't sure at first because it's kind of this interesting mix of styles. It has this like repetitive synth background loop going on in the background. Um, and then these almost like haunting vocals over the top, but as you listen to it more and more, it kind of warms it up anything. It's just kind of a weirder sound, but I love it. It's awesome. So, uh, nation of language, uh, the song is called week in your light. Nice. I often wonder, like, there's so many songs where I hear them for the first time and I'm like, ah, I don't really like that. And I never listened to them, but then there's other songs that I've listened to a million times. And I'm like, did I also not like this when I first listened to it and I just like kept listening to it and then I memorized it and now I love it? I don't know. Yeah. There's something about repetition there. Right. Um, okay. My first one is just a throwback. No good reason that I'm listening to this one other than it randomly popped up on a shuffle for me. But uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's Everybody's Better is <clears throat> one of their like it's maybe their best song. And it's not one that ever got popular on the radio or anything like that. Cause they were popular in like the nineties and the early two thousands. But, um, I just absolutely love it, man. It's got a little bit of a reggae feel, picks it up at a certain point. Got a little bit of ska punk feel. Absolutely love that song. So that's my first one for this week. Nice. Can't go wrong with those boys. Um, next one up for me is from an artist. She's an 18 year old rising pop star from London. And, it's one word. You know how I love these funky spellings. It's flower of love, but it's spelled like the word flower. And then O-V-L-O-V-E. Flower uh -huh. of, of love. Right? Uh -huh. and, it's, and it's one word. No spaces. And listen, as soon as I like found out who she was, I'm like, this girl's probably catching fame on TikTok and I have no idea. Uh, but in, frankly, it doesn't matter. So maybe you've heard of her. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you've heard this song before. Uh, but I just heard it for the first time this past week. It's It's been out for a little while, so it must be catching some steam somewhere. Uh, but she, her song, A Girl Like Me, is really, really great. And I need to dive more into uh, what she's released, obviously very, very early on in her career. But this song, um, if you haven't heard by now, you will this week. A girl like me from Flower of Love. Flower of Love. Of Love. <laughs> I like it. Well, I have a TikTok inspired song for you here, Dan. Hey, there you go. Um, this band I found, this is just totally random. There's this, for whatever reason, it pops up on my For You page every once in a while. This guy, the only video he posts to his TikTok every day 
is him and his family just standing in front of the camera showing their fit for the day. It's him and his wife, his son and his daughter, two little kids. They just stand like this. And then they turn, show the side, show the back, show the other side. And then that's the end of the video. They do it every day before they like take the kids to school. But he always has a pop punk song, like a different pop punk song playing. And every once in a while, it's a song I hadn't heard before. So this one I found from his his Fit Check video is from a band called Normie. And they don't, they have less than 5,000 listeners on uh, Spotify. So people look them up, follow them. Um this song rest in pieces from their EP. What on God's green earth uh, is really, really good. And then I've just been diving into the rest of their music over the past week. So normie rest in pieces. Oh, like that. Uh, last one for me is maybe a band that you've heard of before, maybe even so on this playlist, but nothing but thieves. Uh, they announced a deluxe version of their out that came out uh, last year, that which was a uh, dead club city had one of the biggest bangers of the year on it. That title track itself um so that had been on the sounds of brunch previously but they released uh one song off of that deluxe uh version of that album called oh no colon uh, colon he said what is the name of the song um <laughs> and it picks up right where this album picked off left off a super catchy like 80s inspired synth beat great lyrics to it i mean such a catchy tune uh oh no he said what from nothing but thieves no i like it <laughs> All right. My last one is from uh, this dude. His name is John Michael Howell. He put out a song called Look Mom, and it's just a super, super catchy song where he wrote it for his mom, telling her about how he ended up achieving his dreams of being a musician. And she supported him the whole way. And he like basically wrote the song to say thank you to her. And it's awesome. And the older I get and the more that I'm a parent, the more I have a soft spot for things parenting wise. And so I heard that. And I'm like, that's awesome. I don't think my kids are ever going to write a song about me one day, but <laughs> I'm just going to pretend like they did with this song and it makes me feel great, but it's super catchy. I like it a lot. And uh, that's my third one. And I'm going to go hit share on these right now, Dan, so I don't forget. Good man. See, you're on the ball. That other guy, Dee, Dee just <laughs> that other slacking guy. in this category. Um, Dan, anything you want to end with today? I mean, we've we've tackled so much here on this podcast. We've got scientific breaking down peanut butter and jellies, um, trying to rid the world of common annoyances like the common cold, the rickety cart at the grocery store. Yeah. Let's start seeing some real change here, people. I mean, we can bet on how, what nipples and cleavage we're seeing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think we can maybe figure out a way to get over the common cold quicker or you know, get rid of these raggedy carts at the grocery store. There's... There's change, I believe, in there somewhere. We just need to find it. I like that. Change you can believe in in 2024. That's what you get when we leave Dee Dee out of it. <laughs> That's the that French breakdown. <laughs> That's where we'll end it. We're out. <laughs> We're out.